All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to discuss the first press conference of E3 2017. We just finished watching four hours or three hours, three hours, I think, somewhere in there of, uh, of EA uh, stuff, for better or worse. Uh, and now we're going to just talk about our, our general uh, consensus, our general conclusions on it. You can see that Jeff has miraculously changed today. Uh, we're a man down because Jeff is is doing his retro video game haul stuff. Uh, but he will be with us for the Microsoft uh, press conference tomorrow. Isn't there um, two tomorrow? There very might well be. I just don't know if Jeff will be there for more than just Microsoft. So um, for now, I'm uh, only saying... Microsoft. So yeah, so we watched all the E3 stuff. Uh, there was some, there was some, uh, some pretty good stuff in there. There was a lot of just kind of whatever. Um, and uh, I guess the way we can we can start this out is, what was your feel on the actual press conference part? Not the extracurricular stuff at the end, but what was your rating for? the press conference itself. I say a six out of 10. Um, they okay. sh- um, and, and that's kind of, uh, it's again, that's aggregated over a bunch of different factors. Um, they had a lot of different, they had a lot of issues with the production quality. I think, um, the camera work was shoddy. Audio was kind of quirky there. And the dialogue just seemed overly scripted and kind of like, it was, uh, there were moments where I was kind of like, Oh my god, and it's just very much Jeb Bushy, where it's like you could tell they were just like, please clap. That's um, very true. But other than that, like just like, and that's just around the conference itself. Um, in terms of the stuff that they showed us, though, um, I was actually pretty happy. I'm not overly hyped about anything, but they didn't lean too heavily on the promo material side. We got to see a lot more gameplay than I thought we would see, other than the Bioware mm. little teaser thing. We got to see mm, a lot of gameplay. Mm. Like, if you think about it, we saw a lot of Battlefront gameplay. We saw a decent chunk of... I forgot the title of the game. The, the one from Hazelight. Um, oh, uh, A Way Out. Yeah, A Way Out. Um, we got to see some gameplay around that. We got, you know, we saw a fair chunk of Need for Speed Payback. Um, and, you know... Granted, I'm, I don't. We can talk more about the individual titles later, but you know, we got to see the gameplay. We didn't, you know, the, yeah, the sports games. We didn't see that much. We saw more hype material, but you know, I was I was relatively happy with the amount of gameplay we actually saw. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely a nice change of pace. Uh, I I want to say that that might be the the theme of this E3 uh, is the gameplay. What stuff. was your rating before you? <sighs> Yeah, before I go too far into that, that's true. Uh, I think six is fair. I I would agree with six. I don't think we need to go north of six uh, for that. Uh, there wasn't any like we, super is- glaring bad crap that that went on. It was just that that um, they didn't have a lot of big punches. They had they had some stuff that was certainly yeah. interesting, like you mentioned, a way out, which we'll talk more about. Um, and, uh, they had the Bioware teaser for Anthem, uh, but because of the restrictions for Anthem, (laughs) yeah, for example, you know, we, we didn't get a lot of like really heavy stuff at at their conference and most of it's probably going to happen at other conferences. So, uh, but that being said, the speakers they had were relatively good, uh, but nothing, you know, spectacular. And, uh, it was just a very average 
conference. Uh, it started on time, so they got an extra point just for actually being on time, uh, which is a, a rarity at these E3 events. So that was that was nice to see as well. But yeah, definitely a six out of ten. Um, let's start with a way out because that actually happened relatively early on in the in the conference. Yep. It's also like I mean. <sighs> It looks like you can tell it's more like an A title as opposed to like a triple A title. It's got like the triple A graphics um, it's in a B some plus. areas, but other than that, yeah, it look no A. Like I said, <laughs> instead of triple A, it's just like A. So it's like okay. it's got high production value, but it's not like using the latest and greatest technology. Um, it's, right. I, I feel like that's like one of those games that's going to be punching at like the fifty dollar title range um, instead of the full on sixty that we see nowadays. Um, and I'm not sure, I'm not necessarily sold on the Force co-op. I don't know how easy that's going to be to play with people. But in terms mm. of, um, I'll give them props because we were talking about this in the podcast. We don't see new material. And you know what? Yeah. Spot on for EA for showing us new material with gameplay, with details, and like, showcasing it in they gave it a good amount of time on the presser too it wasn't like boom done like here's no, it was a fair like, chunk no, of we time got to see that. it we got to hear about it we got to see it like yeah. it was nice to see um i'm not i'm not necessarily sold on that model because you know i don't have too many friends to play with real locally like that <laughs> but you know it seemed like an interesting take i think the i think the the thing that that came up and I and i don't know maybe maybe they intended for this to be more obvious or not i don't know but like you were saying, it does it does require a co-op partner. Uh, they yep. said couch co-op is the way to go, but it does have online as well. But the way they kept phrasing it, it may it kept making it seem like there wasn't going to be like uh, you know you can't just go online and find somebody else who also doesn't have friends and meet up and play the game together. It just sounded like you still needed to be, you know, friends on this console or whatever with, or the, the PC yep. or wherever it's coming, um, you know, in order to, to make that happen. So I, that would be my biggest question. And maybe we'll find that out, uh, during E3 there, maybe there will be some clarification, but that was like the thing that kept coming up in my mind was as soon as you said it's co-op only, uh, but then mentioned, obviously there's online, there wasn't really a confirmation of whether or not that meant, you know, you still had to have real friends or not. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but it did look really good. Yeah, we'll see it where that looked, goes. yeah. Brothers was a great game. Um, and, uh, you know, it's obvious that they care a lot about, uh, co-op gameplay. And so they're just continuing that with this. And, uh, it kind of just looked like, I don't know, like prison break, <laughs> I guess, essentially the video <laughs> game. Um, and so that, that will be fun to, to, to watch and, and see how that, uh, that comes along. The, the next thing that we saw quite a bit of, a, a fair amount of, um, was Battlefront, uh, two. Lot of Battlefront two. Like a lot of Battlefront um, two. Yeah. Let me hear your impressions before I go off on it. Not, okay. not necessarily in a bad way. Not necessarily in a bad okay. way. I'm sure we'll see more. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, okay, so Battlefront, the first Battlefront, um, like I, I said during the, uh, you know, us talking over the, the conference, which if you're listening to this on YouTube, I'm going to probably make an effort to post it. It'll be lengthy, but uh, you'll be able to, to watch it there if you want to see our uh, real-time reactions. Um, 
Battlefront 1 to me just felt like a demo of a game. It didn't feel like it had enough of anything to be considered a full game, and yet they were charging all sorts of money um, for for that thing. So, uh, you know, but like we also talked about, you know, graphically it looked fantastic. I may play Battlefront 1 tonight just to see where it's at now yeah, compared to when it launched. Sure. It sounded great. It looked great. Uh, you know, it was it, it. It wasn't like a super clunky shooter, but the the spawn camping was a complete nightmare. Uh, the lack of of maps was kind of brutal. They split the community with the DLC for those maps. Uh, it was just a poorly handled game in general uh, that had a lot of people hyped up, and that died out quick. So when I saw Battlefront Two come up, and and they did their whole spiel for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we already knew it was going to look good. We already knew it was going to oh, yeah. sound good, and it did. EA has uh, not had a problem with making good-looking games for a very no. long time. They, they like Frostbite. All of their titles look incredible when they come out. Yeah. So we knew so that like, was going to be I the never case. fault them for graphics. It was. It was going to be about you know what are they going to? How much are they going to have listened to the community? And it was kind of funny because. They kind of ribbed, you know, po- poked at themselves a bit. They ribbed themselves where, you know, they put up all those tweets. They started with, with uh, Boyega's tweet and then just peppered <laughs> the screen with people, you know, complaining about stuff. And there was that one that was like, how does FIFA have a story mode and not and not Battlefront? Um, so they knew that they had done, you know, some pretty terrible crap with, with that first one. And so they immediately wanted to put a lot of that to rest. So... We're getting a story mode uh, with it. We're getting uh, that campaign that everybody wanted to see. We're um, the biggest thing that I heard come out of their mouths, from what I understood it, was at least for the multiplayer part. They didn't make a distinction about the expandable <laughs> campaign stuff, which I, you know, I can't even imagine it would be the case. But as far as the multiplayer stuff, there will be no more splitting up of the community, whereby they will release the multiplayer maps and the multiplayer-related stuff for free. So the, the, you know, uh, the, the communities, the servers, the, the playlists, they're all going to, to be one all the time, which is great because the moment you start splitting com- the community up, it, it gets real awkward and you get a smaller player pool to play with. And it's, it's just, it's tough. Oh yeah. But I imagine they're probably going to charge for the story mode expanded stuff that comes along with whatever multiplayer expanded stuff whenever it's released so they have to offset their costs somehow i think that's a perfectly fair model i can't imagine anybody complaining about that that would be absolutely silly um so that was the big surprise for me was was that we're getting space combat we're getting local co-op for that shit like it's almost everything the community asked for happens so i was all thumbs up that was the best thing they did they didn't really show us much of the space combat um, and something where I feel like they really and one of the big ones, they didn't show much, if anything, on the progression. I'm sure there is stuff, but and they kind of touched on it. But I need to see a lot more on that, because the problem I had with Battlefront one was I played it for like I'm looking at Oregon. It says I played the game for an hour and a half. <laughs> and I looked at it because effectively there was no progression. You got like a, you unlocked a couple of different faces and maybe like a gun or two like alternatives for your like whatever class you were. And there was really no tactical depth to what you were doing. So yeah. for me, that was like, again, from the gameplay we saw, it looked like they added a lot of stuff there. Um, so I'm interested, but I need more detail on that before you know I'm going to make any decision on if I'm going to even buy the game or not. Yeah, of course. 
And I'm still waiting for Liam Neeson's to be a playable Liam freaking Neeson's. hero. I need him in that game. I'm seeing I'm seeing Darth Maul. I'm seeing Ray. We got announced that you know Finn is there. If I swear to God, if Jar Jar fucking Binks is in that game before before Liam Neeson's, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna lose my mind. But yeah, it looks the it Neeson's. looks great. It looks great. We saw a ton of gameplay. They ran like a half hour plus uh, of gameplay from oh, yeah. from that game. And it looked it looked it looked great. It looked like I'm not it was, gonna complain it was about that. They did their yeah, job on it that. Was performing well. So that was that was really good. In fact, that was like EA's whole thing, like we said before. I mean, they had people playing all a lot of these games out in the open um, the whole time. So yeah. the you know this E3 for a lot, I don't know how many people still might not know this, but they it's the first E3 to be open to the public. So you could still totally go into E3. So there's a lot more people there that are going to be lining up to play games. Uh, and so you're going to see probably a lot of these guys having kind of big open areas with a bunch of, of consoles and PCs set up for, for playing some of these games. Because uh, this is going to be a great opportunity for people to get their hands on it. So yeah. uh, so that was really cool. Uh, a thing that you were looking forward to that we got to see a, a pretty reasonable chunk uh, of as well was uh, Need for Speed. Yeah, um, I don't know. Again, part of it was the voice acting was just so bad. And I can understand why, but the racing looked okay, um, and they had the customization back. I got to see how much of that customization, like, because in Underground, you can tune the performance of the actual car. They didn't really show how yeah. the tuning would impact the performance of the car. So, like, I got to see what that interconnect is. Um, but the customization they did show looked pretty cool. Um, if they have that level of customization on a lot of the cars, I'll, I, you know, I'll p- definitely pick the game up, you know, put it through its paces. But, you know, it it, it definitely... Seems like they're kind of going back to the original Need for Speed form instead of the kind of like a mix of the Criterion Need for Speed and the older style ones. Yeah. So I think they're like trying mm. to get that balance back. Not to say anything bad about the Criterion Need for Speed games. They were really good, but they didn't really feel like Need for Speed, but they were really good racing games. The driving the driving that Criterion brought in, the style of driving they brought in was better than the old Need for Speed, but the everything else about Need for Speed was better prior to uh criterion so um I, I i agree with that the uh also i agree with the voice acting you know need for speed you expect the voice acting to be pretty bad but in previous <laughs> need for speeds that a lot of people like uh like underground like most wanted it was camp it was like intentionally bad right the writing was was just like it was just like poor. made to be cheese uh, this was just bad. This was like they actually attempted to make it be like an action movie that would be kind of cool and and exciting and and everything. And but it you just need the voice acting flat. to carry that. Yeah, you need was, the voice acting pretty, to carry that. It was pretty bad. So the you know that was a bit of a disappointment. Um. Uh, but outside of that, it looked like it drive. You know, it's going to drive pretty well. Uh, the graphically, it looks fantastic. Um, you know, for the one, yeah, one of the, I had no problems with any graphics from the any of the games. Like all of them looked one, they looked great. Two, they looked like they were running pretty well. Um, I hope they're not like frame locked, like sixty FPS on the PC or whatever. But what we yeah. did see, everything looked like it was running smoothly. Um, even the battlefield night map looked solid. Um, mm. like the the water looked good and reflections were good. Like it, it, not no issue with the way they're using frostbite. And kind of pushing everything out. It was great. 
I think that's actually been a, a we, we talked about this a bit too, where we were discussing how basically everything is running frostbite now. Like they, and, and on yep. top of that, EA it seems to be taking their, all of the companies they have under their it's umbrella. It's a huge way to save money. And mixing and matching and saying, look, you guys are best at doing this kind of part for the game and you guys do handle this better. And they seem to be kind of meshing uh, their internals a bit, uh, and and it's producing yeah. some pretty f- damn good results. And I think I think this series of games because they they just made this switch to like full frostbite. I think in like last year. Yeah. Uh, so this this They've year will be the some first fire title. Uh, way yeah. So I think I think this year will be like the first year where we're really seeing almost every damn game they've got under them, not only on Frostbite, but also being treated in this multi-developer kind of in-house effort, uh, so to speak. And uh, and and it will be fun to see how how a lot of these games turn out. So that that was pretty get behind cool. that. Yeah. Um, uh, I would also in Need for Speed be interested in the whole customization thing. You know, in in underground, yeah, that's like a huge thing because like it's so there's such a huge spectrum on how it impacts everything. Yeah, it's like underground. Like I, I it was want, the game. I would want underground two levels of it. Underground two was a good mixture of of arcade and actual performance tuning. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. It's there were some races. Well, yeah, there were races in underground two, and again, I, I played a lot of underground two. I love that game. Um, there yeah. were some races where I had tunings for my cars that would work really well for some of the races, but then I'd run the race a couple of times, and then I'd realize, no, this like there's like I'm like I'd lose by a little bit or just something, and I'd have to be like, okay, no, if I adjust so and so on the car, you know, I'll get a little bit more drift on the turn, which will then get me that you know that point one yeah, second exactly. I need to get that turn. So like I'd go in, I'd do the tune, I'd run it around the track, and then I'd go run the race again. And I'd be like, boom, I got it. And I want that. I know that's kind of like a very min-maxi type behavior. But, you know, having the ability to do that made the game so much more, you know, rewarding. Because, like, you have to know your car. It also incentivizes you to be like, oh, no, time for a new car. It's like, no, you have to think about it. Like, if I get that new car, it's going to start a bit lower. I can build it up. and don't, you know, the final peak is higher. But do I want to make that change to that car now? A lot of yeah. the later Need for Speed games came like, oh no, as soon as you move up a tier, you're, that's the show. It's like, tier one is here, tier two is here, tier three is here. Yeah, it's and really distinct. It's like, tier one would like go from here to here. Tier two would go from like here to like here. And there's like a spectrum. You're, there's points where your tier two car would perform better than whatever you could get at tier three at the time. Which, which was nice because like it, it meant it. that if you had a car that you particularly liked, you could, you could use it longer. Yeah, um, yeah and, and you can and like kind of just... get it paced out. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm, I too am interested in that, and just the visuals of it. You know how much visual stuff we're going to be able to mess around with. Uh, but I so far, Ubisoft and their promises with the crew. So I'm like, I have that in the uh, back of my mind. So I'm just, uh, see, I'm like, EA, don't, don't, don't like screw me over like Ubi did. Yeah, and we're gonna see, uh, we're gonna see uh, the crew too show up at E3. I'm sure uh, at Ubisoft's uh, press conference. Would not be surprised. Yeah, so we'll be able to make a kind of a, a as close to an apples to apples comparison as far as E3 <laughs> goes anyway when that when that pops up. We also saw a lot of sports ball. We don't need to talk about the sports stuff specifically. Um but uh the the overall thing I guess we could say just as a quick summation of this for people that aren't super in depth with the whole sports uh titles thing 
is that obviously differentiating sports tales year on year has been a struggle for for the companies for a really long time. It, it got to the point where we were actually losing features in certain calendar years um in some weird effort to to like bring even everything. years you'd get better other modes and in yeah. odd years you would get better gameplay it was just really like, weird okay. and so it was like it was always a toss up now now i guess the big thing um this year for all of ea's titles is is this putting way more effort into story modes um we saw that last year with FIFA. They're continuing that same storyline within FIFA this year, and they didn't talk too much more about it because it was already in place. But the NFL one, the Madden 18 one, they spent an eternity talking about it. Um, and fair to them, they have some actual actors with, you know, legit chops. They got an, uh, like an Oscar winner in, the, in their shit. Uh, they got a, a lot of, uh, of talent behind it. Um, and so, you know, why not give it some shine, but, uh, that seems to be the thing. Everybody wants to, I guess, hop on this, uh, this story bandwagon. I don't know how much that kind of game mode plays to the hardcore. Uh, if that's just something that's, that's more for people that aren't really into the, the deep <laughs> franchise type stuff. Uh, but, uh, I guess I can't, I can't hate them for, for trying to do something different. I'm so. not going to blame them for it. Cause that, they they have a whole other demographic that's not us. Yeah, exactly. For those games, so you know, like I appreciate that they're trying to add like a deeper franchise and story mode. I feel like they're playing too much on like characters because, like for me at least, mm. I, I played some sports games. Like my, granted, I'm not like the standard Madden, I, but I played a bunch of NBA games. I haven't seen a good NHL game in a while, but um, Fight Night was one of my favorite EA sports games. Yeah, like they did a great the, job. Like, the round with Fight two, Night. Or, like. Yeah, but they, I haven't seen one in a while. I'm like, a good boxing game is always good. Um, yeah. So uh, they haven't done Maybe, that in a while. But, you know, that's something yeah. where it's like you can build your own character, but you don't have that in this. You're like given the character that you have to play. I'm like, for me, yeah. that doesn't quite work in a sports game. Like, I don't want to get is a branching EA, story of a random person. Is EA handling the UFC games? Uh Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm wondering UFC maybe games. if the Fight Night guys have been have been ported to they probably UFC been doing duty. some of the UFC stuff yeah yeah but I agree I've I've forgot about about Fight Night but they were great games um that was a great really franchise well and they just all of a sudden stopped making games I'm like Fight Night Round yeah. 4 or whatever where you had like the stick control for the box I'm like this is incredible <laughs> it's probably because MMA is just so much more popular mainstream yeah. right now than boxing that they can't you know they don't want to take the the risk of dumping a bunch of money uh, into it, but um, yeah, I'm sure we'll see it come back around anyway. Uh, but just when, who knows? Uh, and then, like, I guess, <laughs> I guess the last thing uh, to talk about, and ironically, the the brief, the most brief of all of them, was uh, Bioware's new Anthem uh, game, which is a brand new IP entirely uh, that we just got a teaser. I for. didn't feel like it when I saw it. Um, I'll, I'll have more comments after because they kind of teased it and then they said we're going to show more my, uh, during the Microsoft point. Yeah, Microsoft, um, But yeah. for me, it looked extremely derivative. I mean, granted, it looked like it's definitely new IP, but I'm like, we were joking, like, it's like Destiny Falls, Zero, Zero Dawn or whatever. Like a mix of like yeah, five yeah. different game like things. I was just like, all right, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see more. But we got like a 30 second teaser, so I don't have much to comment on it other than I hope it's not as derivative as it looks. 
you know, from what you from what you saw in there, like, is there or I don't even know. You might you sounded like you knew more about this going into to seeing the teaser teaser than I did. Um, mm, I just knew I heard new IP Bioware and it was going under the title Project Dylan. Um, uh, okay, that's all I knew about it. Bioware has been super tight lipped about it. Even my friends who work at Bioware said nothing. They were super tight lipped about it. So they do you think? Amazing, do you so. think they're actually going to make a genre departure um, and do something completely different for Bioware, or do you think this is just going to be more Bioware standard fare with a new? I think this is EA's answer to um, Destiny. Okay. Um, I feel like it's going to play like the Mass Effect stuff, but they didn't want to use a Mass Effect IP for it. So I feel Fair. like they're just like they're, they're switching it up a bit. Um, but so I guess we'll get a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. I'm curious. So the yeah. the um, and this is a lot of the people, if not the whole team, that was the original Mass Effect crew that made the games before they were shit, uh, were taken yeah. off of that to do this game that nobody knew about until today. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, if, if there was a chance for it to be good, that's it. And it better, I feel like it has to be really good because they basically just self-sacrificed their main franchise um in terms yeah. of quality to the andromeda team is kind of IP. missed on things i think they had more confidence in the andromeda team than they should have again i loved andromeda but i i see the game and i see the criticism that everyone has against it and they're completely in the right on their criticism like there were a lot of problems with the game so i feel like they overestimated the ability of the andromeda team to deliver on it and so yeah, hopefully it ends up being worth it because I hope Dylan's good, but I guess we'll see our anthem. Sorry, is good. We'll 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 know more once we see more. Yeah. So tomorrow we're gonna get that. Now the thing that we that that panic said, I'd just laugh. I almost impossible that that would be the case, but an Xbox exclusive for anthem. Um, yeah, maybe I'd be a little worried if that if, was the case. They're now they're mentioning that it's gonna be at Xbox's presser. They didn't mention it would be anywhere else. So. Uh, while it might not be an exclusive, perhaps it's a time. Like it might be timed? Xbox PC. It might be the whole Xbox Anywhere thing where you can play it on your PC or on the Xbox. Mm. Xbox needs something like, like the Scorpio me, would need something like that, right? Like, Anthem might be that because we were yeah. talking about the Microsoft Win needs to be something. Um, and we don't usually know EA to do exclusives, so this might be that like that the console seller that we were saying Microsoft needs. So yeah, I guess we, exactly. we might find out tomorrow. Yeah, we might use I'm, this to sell I'm the whole Xbox Anywhere thing for, about tomorrow. Yeah, because yeah, that's going to be that's going to be quite something to see just how that that rolls out. Um, yeah, what was there anything you were hoping to see at this conference that you didn't end up actually seeing? Uh, no, I mean we heard there were going to be around eight titles. They had around eight titles. Um, I'm surprised at the amount of emphasis on sports and that they let off with it. But I'm not really. I wasn't. I, I wasn't dissatisfied with what I saw. I wasn't supremely satisfied either. Again, it's kind of like mm -hmm. been the whole tone of E3 for me is kind of meh. But I'm I'm happy that EA showed as much gameplay as they did. Um, it's a big deal because like a lot of E3s, we don't get enough gameplay and we feel like we've been oversold. Um, I don't feel like I got oversold on what we saw today. I have more questions, but I felt EA did a good job of representing on what they're going to deliver to us, you know, throughout the remainder of the year. 
And I heard yeah. November for two of the games at least. So I'm, you know, that's that's nice because that's only five months. That's not like yeah. oh, coming next year, coming next year. It's like we it's know Anthem is going to be a while 2018. away. But, yeah, yeah, but for some of the big ones like Payback and um, but what if Anthem is a while away? What if Anthem is a launch title for the Scorpio? I don't think so. I, I feel I feel like that's they would have um, Bioware wouldn't shoot themselves in the foot by not marketing earlier. Because Bioware likes their hype trains. And their ARGs before the games launch and all of that stuff. I like uh, to do their promo wouldn't, stuff. Wouldn't that be fucking interesting if it was a launch title? I think that Andromeda would be far. I, like think, I think three month I launch think cycle before it. Yeah, there. There. I feel like there's an the if that was the case, there's enough driving. hype. There's enough. I feel like there's uh. enough hype behind a console launch and then having it be a launch title that you don't need to have your usual, you know, crazy That's standard true. fare. Um, but uh, they might just say be... Scorpio launch title and PC like two months after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it could even be something like that, right? So, yeah. And again, we're going to see more of it tomorrow. But just just guessing at it is always kind of fun, and and it will be. Uh, I just I can just visualize <laughs> visualize it in my head. They end with a trailer with some gameplay, and then it just boom, and there's the date, the same shit they do all the time, and it says, you know, either Xbox and PC. Exclusive or no, for Anthem, I exclusive. feel like we're gonna see we're gonna see winter twenty eighteen for Anthem. I feel like that's what we're gonna see. Mm. I think I it depends. Like that's yeah. a year and a half off. Yeah, I just don't know when they started working on it, right? So I have no idea. Yeah, you know what their their timeline's been, but either way, we'll see more of that tomorrow. Uh, I personally, uh, there wasn't anything that I was looking for that wasn't here uh, necessarily. Uh, Bioware's thing was what I was most interested in and we saw just a snippet of it which is understandable and also really gets me intrigued that they decided to give the most of that game's coverage to Xbox's press conference and not their own that I think is pretty pretty substantial so it'll be kind of fun to see where they go with that um, and yeah the patch be notes have been wrong the entire time but there's no reason to use patch notes <laughs> for this it's just whatever um <laughs> But uh, yeah, the, so that that was my thing. So that was that was covered. Uh, and I guess the only thing, uh, just not for myself, but for my better half, she was desperately hoping. Gabs was def- desperately hoping to see um, the Sims in some way, shape, or form. Uh, nothing at the press I feel like conference. The Sims is an E three title. I feel like that's not no. an E three title that they would show. Well, I, I think it will happen no at E three, but not. But not on the not main conference stage. stage. It'll be something that they talk about um, outside of it, perhaps. But uh, I mean, The Sims has been main stage before. It just usually requires a like a, a number big one sequel, right? Like Sims Three, Sims Four, Sims Five will be on stage, mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention before we wrap this this bad boy up. Um, was how weird was it to see all these YouTube and, and Twitch personalities being represented uh, at this conference? Like, we saw a number of them given the mic. One guy, I can't remember what his name was, bless his heart, it looked like the teleprompter died, and he died with it. Oh, Jesse Wellen, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I, the YouTubers didn't do as hot because they're not, I, I feel like because they're not as you, used to doing like stuff live like the Twitch people yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they were just like, uh, uh, oh, I can't do another take. Oh, I can't. I, I can't. I feel like his mind was like, I need to do another take. Oh, shit. I can't do another take. Oh, how am I going to ramp up the hype, man? Ramp it up. Oh, shit. I don't know what to say. There was so and much that, that was his thought process. Was amazing. Yeah. So I think he just like, again, like, I, it's nice that they're being represented. Um, yeah. I'm sure we can do a whole podcast on that and our opinions on it <laughs> i think well, i just think you know i don't have a lot of opinions on it to be completely honest with you i think it, i think it's perfectly fine i'm i'm happy that they're they're doing it uh i think it's funny i think it's going to be funny to watch them try and figure out how to best weave these guys in uh and then how much more of a, a maybe a pre-screening they do with some of these people to know whether or not they're actually comfortable to do what they're asking them to do because <laughs> mm-hmm. obviously that's not the case all the time so uh, but yeah, that was that was kind of funky to see, and I think it will be yep. fun to see how much the other conferences use, if not, you know, if at all, um, other personalities from the, from the community. Uh, I think obviously the PC one, you're going to see a lot of it because Sean spearheads that thing as MC, yep. so there's a higher probability. That's on Monday, though, right? I get to, I have to miss uh, that one sadly because I'll be at work. Yeah, yeah I think it's Monday. Monday I don't know what the time. I don't know what the schedule thing for it is, but um, it's like Monday yeah. afternoon or something. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I guess that's it for the EA press conference, ladies. Uh, hopefully uh, you got some enjoyment out of that. We're going to be uh, back on uh, the, the E3 bandwagon tomorrow for the Microsoft press conference. And if there's other conferences going on, then perhaps Panic and I will also be in. I know Jeff will be down for at least Microsoft. So we'll get that far. But uh, let me Panic's check the schedule up. real quick. Let's see what we got going yeah, on Yeah, we'll see what's coming. So Saturday we had EA. Okay, we've got so Jeff's going to be on for the Microsoft one. That's tomorrow, right? Um, around six six o'clock your time, five yeah, p.m. So Eastern, 5 Eastern for normal people. Um, and then I guess you and I are going to kick off the late show with Bethesda. <laughs> oh, never mind. Wow, that ain't happening. Why? Twelve a.m. Eastern time. What? One o'clock in the morning, my time for Bethesda? Really? It's 9 p.m. Pacific, but they really did not plan that well. Wow! Holy hell! Okay, like late so... Late night TV. Maybe not. I might, I might still do it. I might be able to convince Jeff to do it. I don't know, but um, we'll see how that pans out. We won't promise anything because that's how some long? heinous they, If they're going for an, yeah, if they're going for an hour, that might be. I, I can do that. Yeah, I don't think Jeff's going to care about Bethesda. Yeah, I, I, have no, I, I have no idea. We'll figure. We'll figure that out. We'll we'll tackle that <laughs> when we yeah, when we we'll when we're able to talk with, with with Jeff. We'll figure that out tomorrow. But yeah, so thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, for hanging out uh, on the live stream. You can come back tomorrow and, and watch that. For those of you listening on uh, iTunes right now or on YouTube as well, uh, you can uh, hang out with us live if you so choose. Uh, at twitch.tv slash technical alpha. Uh, and we'd love to see you there for sure. But until we do see you, thank you once again. And until next time, peace. Bye.